0: we're trying like i said to uh, bring the right kind of people in here we think that can build a championship football team you guys are the most loyal fans in the world and i know it hurts that we might not be the oakland raiders forever but we are still raider nation i think it's going to be a uh get an army coming into uh, las vegas it's time for the vegas nation podcast with your hosts heidi fang and michael galkin
1: Everyone, welcome to the Vegas Nation podcast. I'm your host Heidi Fang, joined as always with our review journal beat writer for the Raiders, Michael Gelkin, who has the inside track on everything happening with the team and perhaps with where they may play next season. But first of all, before we get into all of what's happening with those negotiations, Michael, how are you?
0: I'm doing well. There was no snow here in the Bay Area. Sounds like you guys had a busy period there.
1: Yeah, I actually took a quite a interesting little jaunt yesterday out to Red Rock, which was Thursday, uh, for those listening, and it was closed. I got to go through all of the mountain hills, and I did a little time-lapse video. It was a little bit special, rare occasion here for us Las Vegans. Don't ever think that we're going to see that much snow, but it reminded me of being back east. How's the weather out there in Oakland? Obviously not the same.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we have uh we have sunshine and no precipitation lately. So, um we had a good amount of rain there for a little while, but uh, things have dried up for 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 now, but no. It's uh, no snow, no no real excitement here.
1: Except for the fact that maybe for Raider fans in Oakland, the team could be returning there. That has got to be causing some excitement for Raider fans out in the East Bay. Uh, It's looking more and more like in the 2019 season, the Raiders home could be actually back at the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum, despite the fact that its name will change. But uh, what updates do you have for us on that, Michael?
0: Well, yes, you're right. The the name could change. It could be the Green Central Coliseum. Negotiations are ongoing between the Coliseum Authority and that company. So uh, there's a chance by March or April the Coliseum Authority could vote upon that. But a vote is expected before that sometime here in February. And it sounds like likely next week where a lease agreement between Scott McKibben, the executive director of the Coliseum Authority, and the Raiders will be on the table up for a public session, special meeting, vote. And so that is something that we're anticipating, uh, something that uh, has been building uh, towards for some time in terms of these negotiations. And so now um, it's kind of just wait and see, but uh, a lease agreement between the Raiders and the executive director of the Coliseum Authority, again, is expected next week. Uh, it It would involve a... $7.5 $7.5 million rent for the upcoming 2019 season and a team option for 2020 of $10.5 million rent should the Las Vegas Stadium be unavailable for opening due to an unforeseen construction delay. The Raiders would have an insurance policy of sorts to be able to stay in Oakland for an extra season. But right now, it's expected that the Raiders will only need the front end of this lease agreement and not the second end.
1: What sparked this was more than likely the lawsuit (laughs) against the Raiders that the city of Oakland had filed stating that the Raiders were in breach of their agreement and that the the city was going to lose uh, millions of dollars with the Raiders leaving. And I I feel like that basically was what spurred all of the Raiders saying that this is probably the last game because there was that tension – obviously, with the lawsuit between the city and the team. Uh, With that being said, I mean, do you think money really is the issue here? Do you think that there's any sort of resolution in sight between the team and, and the city? Or do you feel like that lawsuit, even if they sign this agreement, is still going to be there and linger over the team's head as they play in Oakland?
0: I've been told the lawsuit is expected to live on. And so the city of Oakland made that uh, filing of litigation in December. And you're right. That's really what slowed things down in terms of the Raiders, you know, look, exploring their other options outside of Oakland before committing to pay rent that would in part go to the city that is suing it uh, and suing the NFL and all 32 teams, but the Raiders being part of that. And So uh, that's what prompted Mark Davis and team president, Mark Bidane to begin this search or certainly to, you know, accelerate their search more aggressively of looking at what alternative options could exist. They looked all over the place, um, outside of California included, but uh, certainly uh, felt that it was in the team's best interest to stay local. And so we saw heightened attention be placed internally on Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, which would have been difficult for Raiders owner Mark Davis to do just because it is home of the San Francisco 49ers. It was difficult for him to envision being in that stadium with all of the a rival's signage. Uh, It just didn't seem like an adequate uh, resolution for him. And then uh, also Oracle Park in San Francisco, where the San Francisco Giants played. Um, But there was all sorts of political strife that that would include if the Raiders were to try to push their way into that city, including the 49ers giving up territorial rights to allow the Raiders to do so. So there are all kinds of reasons not to go to San Francisco. And so that process... Mm -hmm all led to where the Raiders began. They've played 40 seasons already at the Coliseum, which was has had a number of different uh, names. Uh, you, you know, McAfee Coliseum. It's been called O.Co Coliseum, and, and it appears uh, soon uh, could be up for vote again, the Green Central Coliseum. But no matter what it's called, uh, indications are that the Raiders are going to be returning to where they essentially said goodbye on Christmas Eve during an emotional win on Monday Night Football uh, Heidi, I believe you, re- you you remember this well. You were there on the field and, and seeing Derek Carr saying goodbye to the fans there uh, after that win.
1: Yeah, I do remember that, and I remember running around in a lot of mud. Uh, I think that's part of the reason that they're looking for a new home and, and finding it here in Vegas because the stadium—it was so—it's so dilapidated. Uh, the fact that you know they're still playing on top of that baseball diamond, being the last team in the NFL to do so, there's just so much. If you walk around inside the uh, visitor side dugout, leaks water all over the place. So it's it's muddy there. When you walk out, even when it's not raining, as it was on that Christmas Eve game. But I can't imagine that for fans of the Raiders, that they have to go through this again, though. They're gonna have to say goodbye once again at the end of this season, what comes up here in 2019. And, and that was emotional as it was. So we'll see how things play out. Uh how loyal the fan base remains in the final season before the team departs to Las Vegas, which the stadium here is just coming up uh, so quick every day. And even though Despite the snow that happened Thursday, in, they had somewhat of a work stoppage there, obviously. Nobody could be scaling up this stadium and, and its walls that they're placing up. But just coming together right now, you can see the Lanai doors uh, framing being set. And it's really quite a spectacle. And they even changed the sign that goes on the side of the highway of the I-15 to, say, "Al." 2020 just recently. It uh, was just a new change, and it's uh, indicative of the license plates that they're going to have here in Las Vegas for the Raiders now. There's a new thing that's been added, so in the coming season in 2020, you can get a Raiders license plate here in Nevada, and they, I suppose, are promoting that with the way the signage looks, because it looked like a license plate, and it underneath yeah, said I, I, Raiders I believe- are coming.
0: Yeah, I, I believe they started selling those in, in January. I think. I think the last time I was in Las Vegas, they were. Um, they just made that announcement that that's available. You can purchase through you know, DMV, or I don't know exactly how to do it, but um, yeah, it sounds like it, there's just more and more indications, you know, more and more, it's increasingly visible that indeed this Raiders move is going to happen.
1: Yes, and the Coliseum Authority, as far as the 29, 2019 season goes, they can actually. Within 24 hours notice, McKibben can call an open session and say, we're going to vote on this lease. Let's say he could say that Monday and this could happen as soon as Tuesday. Is that right?
0: That's correct. So according to the Brown Act, um, I've become really informed on all these legal things I didn't really know about before. But according to the Brown Act, um, the public entity, such as the Coliseum Authority, is legally required to have at least twenty-four hour notice before scheduling a, a public meeting or a special se- special meeting uh, that would be held in public session uh, where such a vote could occur, and so that is what everyone here expects will happen. Where Scott McKibben will notify the I believe there's seven current members, but up to eight can actually be on the board. But there's one absent or one vacancy on, on the on the board. But uh, so he'll notify all seven members of the Coliseum Authority that we will meet, uh, you know, at least 24 hours from right now uh, for a special meeting, and we're going to vote on a finalized lease agreement that is currently in place. Right now, as we chat here, no such agreement is in place. There's no final touch to these talks. They continue. Everything is ongoing. But, again, everyone believes it's all heading in the right direction, and we're going to have that special meeting Uh, next week which will probably I won't be able to be there for because the NFL scouting combine is coming up here
1: and that NFL combine is going to be vital for the Raiders as they look ahead to the NFL draft coming up here in April Michael you and I will be attending that in Oakland as well to bring all the coverage to the fans out here that want to find out about who the Raiders are picking to add to this team uh In the NFL draft for the first round, they will have three picks. The second round, they have a top pick at the 35 position as well. So, the team, though, Michael, as they are kind of restructuring for the upcoming season, they're already bringing on new assistant coaches, new coaches uh, overall. They have uh, Brinson Buckner, for instance, and they have John Taver now. They've let go of a very popular coach, one of the first ever females that was with the Raiders, Kelsey Martinez was let go. Uh, her name no longer on the website listed there. So what can you tell us about the new assistants that the Raiders have and how you think they will impact this team?
0: Well, it, it doesn't matter, you know. and I'm not to be too, I think I've said this before, but not to get too caught up in who these coaches are, but it doesn't really matter who's coaching this, this team. If the players don't get a whole lot better, doesn't matter who your strength coaches, doesn't matter who your defensive line coaches, doesn't matter who you know some of these other uh, positions are, being, who's filling these positions, and, and just because you know players, great players can often make great coaches. And this roster, you look at where certainly the Raiders stand defensively. I mean, you could argue that this is an expansion team of a roster defensively you know there's one defensive end under contract currently for the 2019 league year and that's arden key a third round pick who's got to get a whole lot stronger here this offseason and is working on that right now as we're, as we're as we're speaking here in february um so there 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 are you know it's a it's of note whenever the staff fills out and you certainly look at those names and uh you mentioned the turnover there uh, where kelsey martinez the first female assistant coach in Raiders history is no longer listed as being with the organization. I mean, these are things that we, we certainly note. You know, Kelsey came in with Tom Shaw, the head strength and conditioning coach, who was dismissed in mm-hmm. December uh, for what Coach John Gruden called uh, personal reasons. Uh, no real clarity as to what the exact nature was of his firing. But, um, you know, Kelsey Martinez and he were extremely close. And so uh, she's no longer appears uh, with the club. Um, but again, if you don't take advantage of your number four overall pick, your number 24 27, 35, and onward. I mean, you have to hit in these later rounds uh, just as, as well. Um, but uh, the opportunity that exists for the Raiders in this draft and in for agency, where yes, they have more than $70 million of cap space, but boy, do they have a number of holes. I believe only <laughs> the New York Jets, I want to say, there's only one other team in the NFL that has more unrestricted for agents than the Raiders going into March 13th, uh, which is when for agency begins. So uh, just so much happening. For the Raiders, and and they they need to brush up on this roster. Uh, I mean, that, that's significant um, to make sure that a guy like Buckner, who's coaching the defensive line, has all the talent that he needs to be a influential voice and meaningful voice uh, in terms of how the Raiders can bounce back from a four and twelve season.
1: And the list of free agents and top guys, certainly there are a lot of kickers, I think, <laughs> of note. Um, I'm not sure that that's necessarily where the Raiders are going to start, but I know like there's Robbie Gold, I believe Steven Gutzkowski is out there. So there, there's going to be some top names there. But as far as where their holes are, Michael, uh, I think that it's pretty obvious that they could use some edge rush. I don't know, perhaps they look at running backs because, you know, Marshawn Lynch He's getting up there, I don't know how many years we can rely on him for the Raiders or, you know, Jalen Richard I think could use him as a kind of a mixed up backfield position, but I don't know how much he would be a solid person to fill in there. So I think maybe there's a place that the Raiders look and they have these new coaches, even though, you know, some of the names, like you said, it's not gonna matter unless they have the talent there, but I know like Kirby Wilson is somebody that Gruden's worked with in the past, and he's become the new assistant running backs coach. And you mentioned Bruckner there. And in 1994, he was like a second round pick with the Steelers, and now he's out there coaching the D-line. So I think he's going to be somebody that can really help these guys as well, no matter who they bring in. I think that there's going to be obviously you're going to need people to to step up to help out in defense. That was a big sore spot for the Raiders last year, and the secondary could definitely use some bolstering as well. So it's a lot going on, and it's a young team. So I don't want to say this, 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 that, but there's so much growth that there needs to happen with this young team and chemistry to come together to be able to be a a more solid unit. And I remember like the senior bowl, we had talked about that in the last episode, there was a safety that seemed to show a little bit of interest in. So perhaps that's where they begin. But it's again, there's a long ways to go here and a lot of time before we even get to that draft and a lot of steps and phases like the free agency and like this combine to get through before. Before we even start speculating, right?
0: No doubt. And we'll see what sort of plan Mike Mayock, John Gruden, and the organization as a whole develops in terms of how they're going to approach all these needs that the Raiders have. You know, you can't address all of your roster needs in free agency, just as you cannot address all of your roster needs in the draft. And the Raiders have so many holes, and, and um, while they will add so many new players, it seems, I mean, this thing is it should be a, a multi-year build you know this thing isn't going to turn around overnight um, the raiders you know john gruden you know they knew what they were getting into uh, last year when gruden first arrived in terms of uh, the process that it would be and it's going to likely be again um, not something that is going to change or improve drastically overnight and so uh, it's about finding the right pieces developing a plans you know which positions do we want to target in free agency work Do we think the strengths lie in the draft so we maybe we can wait to get, you know, our number one edge rusher? You know, we'd like the options that would be available for us on the defensive line to improve in in the pass rush area uh, with the number four overall pick. So let's instead divest, you know, put these resources elsewhere. You know, those are the sorts of conversations that have happened and will continue to happen for the Raiders over here over the coming weeks. But the combine is is certainly a, a valuable opportunity for Mike Mayock and Gruden and the whole staff to get a close look at the 2019 draft class, Raiders got a good jump on that at the Senior Bowl in January. But those were again were just senior players. Uh, this scene this junior class up close and personal uh, is something that the Raiders are looking forward to in Indianapolis.
1: And, of course, if they do get this whole lease agreement finalized with the city, I think for the incumbent players, it's going to be something of relief for them to know where they're going to be at next year. And it might just help them to feel settled, not thinking like, well, I have to uproot my family somewhere. Are we going to play more games away from here, like the London game or, you know, perhaps Mexico City or what have you, uh, just because we don't have anything set in stone with the city. But I think that for them, just knowing that, okay, we're going to be here in Oakland, this is where we're going to be this season, would definitely put those players at ease.
0: Yeah, anytime you're an athlete, you want some clarity. Uh, It just helps that these guys know that they're going to be based in Alameda um, their kids, aren't, if they're in school, they aren't going to have to change schools. You know, most of these guys don't have children who are in schools. But uh, nonetheless, um, the clarity is, is, is it will be nice. But I think it's not one of the situations where there's a possibility Raiders players are going to be trained in San Antonio and, you know, or, you know, somewhere where that's going to uproot them. You know, no, these guys are going to be based in Alameda and this whole stadium uncertainty will dictate you know where they will be tr- spending their weekends, but their lives will be in the Bay Area.
1: Right. And of course, that one London game coming up is going to be a tough one. The Bears facing old teammate again in Khalil Mack. So that should be an interesting game played overseas when that comes to fruition. But as of the voting for that lease, again, we'll have to wait until next week. And if we do get an update on that, we will definitely come back, let you guys know about it here on the Vegas Nation podcast. But, Michael, again, thank you for joining us and all the information that you bring to the table. Uh, We'll be back with an NFL draft preview show here on the Vegas Nation soon. So we will update and let you guys know when those are coming up. But for now, you can check out all of the episodes on Vegas Nation. They're available on Apple Podcasts. Stitcher and on ReviewJournal.com slash podcast. Make sure to give us a uh, subscribe on Apple and also give us both a follow on Twitter at Gelkin NFL and at Heidi Fang. Thank you for listening. How about
0: those Raiders, man? <laughs>